Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. All right. Yes. Welcome, 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 and thank you. Thank you for downloading this episode of The Taz Show. I'm going to talk some Raw for you. I'm going to rock and roll, talk some Raw. I watched most of Raw, not all of it. I will talk about some things that popped out to me. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Like I said, thank you. Or maybe you downloaded this from your the iTunes gimmicks, as they call it. Or maybe from uh, your Spotify or your TuneIn. Maybe you did it at TashShow.com. Maybe you did it on the Radio.com app. Whatever you've done, I appreciate it. A lot of different spots to get your podcast. And you know what? This is a bona fide podcast, and you downloaded it. So I appreciate that very much, and I thank you very much. So uh, interesting, um, interesting uh, Raw, because they lost me for a good amount during this Raw. <laughs> There were some things that were okay. Some things I thought sucked. Um, I I watched, I would say, about 80% of Raw. Um, instead of being just negative and saying, like, what actually sucked, which I choose not to do, just some things, they, they were, the best way to put it is that they were losing me. Um, but some things were good. I guess that's the best way to put it. But the one thing I think that a lot of folks will talk about um, after this raw, uh, and, and I got to give it to you right now is Matt Hardy. I mean, so we saw it. We saw the beginnings of it last week on raw. For those that pay attention to their social media stuff, we saw some stuff from a live event. I can't recall where it was this weekend with Matt Hardy, you know, went into the broken, woken, whatever they're calling it gimmick. And now on raw, because that is the mothership. So when you see it on a mothership, well, or SmackDown, which is the not mothership, well, <laughs> uh, you know, it's locked in if you're a, a raw talent, a raw wrestler. So, and that's what Matt Hardy is. And so we saw the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I think would have made this a lot better, but I'll get into that in a second. First, I do want to say, uh, I do think, in my view, my opinion, that Vince McMahon will absolutely love this. Or he, in past tense, I guess is the best way to put it. He probably loved it. Let's put it that way, because I, I, you know, I bet Vince has definitely have has uh, got a glance at what what Matt did in TNA with the broken gimmick. I don't think Vince was tuning in to TNA. I think folks around him were showing him like a link, send him an email, him a link or something to watch, or maybe watching something on an iPad on a plane or on their cell phone and someone handed it to Vince, maybe Stephanie or his son-in-law or something like that. And one of the writers, hey, check out what Matt Hardy's doing. Check this gimmick out. That That's how. Vince is not watching TNA. Vince is not watching anything. Um, 
to be honest. I think he watches sports once in a while. Like, you know, I know he's a football fan, but I don't think he's a diehard fan. Um, I don't think he gives a rat's ass about baseball. I can tell you that. But I know he loves to read. So he spends a lot of his time reading. He don't even watch his own. I talked about this in the past on the Taz show. From my understanding, you know, he has work of events. I mean, the big scuttlebutt was he don't he doesn't really even watch the show back, meaning Raw or SmackDown. Like he's not sitting there TiVo in it, you know. So um, I guess he needs a break from it to get away from it too, which is you know it happens when you work there, and Lord knows how close Vince is to the show. I mean. He is human, even though he loves it, and that's his passion. That's his his life's work is the WWE. We know that, um, but I, he's not sitting around watching no uh, TNA and and Matt Hardy and TNA. That I can tell you, he wasn't doing that. <laughs> no, nah, nah, nope. So, um, but point is, when he sees it on his own TV, that's when it's got the credibility. That's when it, it it's cemented in. It's galvanized in Vince's brain. All right, this is it. I like this woken gimmick or broken. I, I, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the Twitter stuff, but I think Matt's calling it woken or something like that. I, I Regardless, it's 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 the Matt Hardy broken gimmick at the end of the day. And um, I mean, it was cool what they did uh, with, with Bray Wyatt and Matt. And, and I'll get into that in a little detail in a second or two. But... Um, I, like I said, I just think Vince probably loves this just because Vince is a big vocabulary guy. So the character, Matt Hardy, if you think about it, you know, even though it's zany and it's crazy and it's wacky and Matt's an awesome performer at it and all that jazz um, it, and it's entertaining as all hell. You know what I mean? <clears throat> the thing is. He's using some heavy, thick-ass, thesaurus-level vocabulary in that biatch. Let's be honest. <laughs> he really is. And that is right up Mr. McMahon's alley, I can assure you. So, and, and not only is Matt using, you know, like this huge vocabulary, but he's entertaining as hell with this huge vocabulary. So uh, that's what I, as crazy as it is, I, I guarantee you nobody else thinks that except me or anybody else who was an announcer for WWE. So you're like, wow, Vince is going to be loving this right now because the vocabulary and the words that Matt is using, oh man, Vince has got to be loving it. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. So, you know, um, oh man, it was great. It was great. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to be negative Nelly, but I'm going to tell you how to make it better and what they should have did and why I'm not surprised they didn't do it. But I'll get into that in a minute. It was cool though. I'm happy personally for Matt because um, I haven't really talked to Matt much uh, since he's been in WWE. But I know I've been in that position when you um, have a character you want to portray or that you know is your passion and what you can do so well, and they're just not letting you do it. And it's stuck inside you, man. And you just can't, you just want to bust it out. And you're just not allowed, you know. It it really drives you up a friggin' wall. So I could see how Matt, you know, um, this is probably driving him, this was probably driving him crazy. You know, it had to be. It had to be. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if. If it took this long for them to let him break out of it, I predict they're going to do the right thing with him with it as long as they listen to Matt. 
That's the thing. They got to let Matt have some creativity on this. Uh, and I hope that they're allowing that. I hope so, because that will really help this thing big time. Because it's, it's, at the end of the day, it was it's Matt Hardy's vision. Along with, while he was in TNA with Jeremy Borash, but it was those two guys' vision. But mostly Matt, from what I understand, when Matt was on the show and, and off air and talks with Jeremy uh, Borash, you know, uh, it's, um, you got to let Matt do this thing as best that Vince and Stephanie and Hunter and the creative team and all that jazz, as much as they will let him. You got to let him just do it. Just let him do it the way he knows how to do it. Now, which leads me to what they did tonight, because what they did tonight with it was fine, except for they did some things wrong. And what they did wrong was the lighting treatment around him, which means obviously the way he was lit. Uh, in my view, and I'm, I'm going to nitpick the shit out of this right now, so hang on. If you don't want to hear nitpicking, then just fast forward. Um, what what they should have done is, and I'm going to use some little inside TV baseball for you here about that. Uh, what they should have done is basically not had him lit so bright, um, and they should have put a filter something on on a lens or something as a way in the camera or some jazz that they can put some kind of a dirty filter something to make it look a little bit more gritty like they've always done with uh when he was in tna and with tna i believe it was done with um a camera it could be it's a couple different types of i'm not experts on an expert on this but i know there's a couple different cameras they've used and one's called a 7d camera 7d um it's an expensive camera. Basically, from what I understand, again, I could be wrong on this. You guys could Google it. I, I've, I've never Googled it. I just, from working around TV, I know a 7D camera was a big camera that, that was used a lot with, um, you know, with TNA, a lot of stuff that, 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 that they were doing or we were doing when I was there. Uh, thing is, like, I, I, uh, I think if they would have used a 7D camera, it would have worked out perfectly to make it look gritty or, or, or any other camera they could have used, not just 7D, to make it look gritty, make it look dirty, make it look nasty. Um, it just looked too clean. It looked like typical WWE stuff. It looked it looked like the backstage stuff they would do during WWF Raw is War, like from the mid-90s and late 90s, whatever the hell year it was. That's what it looked like. You know, it kind of had... And then whenever we see those cutaways, like when there's a wrestler... Um, like walking to the ring and then it's like B-roll footage, they would call it, where it's like, okay, Dana Brooke is going to the ring and, and she's going to face Asuka. And okay, she has the secret to beat Asuka. She told us earlier today. And then they show Dana talking while she's on the way to the ring. That's B-roll footage, again, inside terms, right? So, so and that the way they shoot them and light them, even in this day and age, it reminds me of that old uh, WWF way of shooting, you know, which to be frank, not to get off topic, but WWE, um, and I was thinking that earlier in the night watching Raw. I mean, they just, there is, from production wise and the way the show's written, I mean, they really haven't changed this show in, in, in years. Like, I'm talking about like a lot of years. Uh, with the walks to the ring backstage, going to commercial break, the way they do it. 
uh, I could tell you, I could sit in my house with me, and I, I know when they go into breaks. Like when, and it's a two-segment match, three-segment match. It's, it's, maybe for the audience, it doesn't jump out as much. But to me, I know exactly when they're going. Um, it, yeah, you know, it, it, I just think some of the stuff with the TV, it's just this, it's a lot of the same, the way it's done. I think that's just a lot of Vince is just a creature of habit like a lot of us are and he's that's what he wants that's what he's used to doing and that's what he's gonna do i mean uh that's what i think it is uh i i I assume so but i just think maybe change it up a little bit here and there it just doesn't it's just the same and 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 so when you shoot matt hardy backstage i think you got to shoot matt a lot different than the way you shot him I mean, in hell, I'd even go a step further. The first thing I thought about when I watched it was, why Why is Matt indoors? Why is he backstage? Why is he not on some, like, farm or, like, outside in the dark somewhere in, in front of, just put him in front of a friggin' tree with a, with a little spotlight on him, like the Blair Witch Project gimmick Jones, for those that remember that Blair Witch schnabitz. You know, like, do something like that. You know, give it, give it something. Give it a little grit a little dirty you know what i mean all that stuff that matt did and jeff did and when they all the broken stuff you notice it was never the camera work it never it always looked like old film like 16 millimeter film or or whatever broad uh, not 60 is it 16 millimeter no, i think it's a higher millimeter for like the way film was done years ago i know a little stuff here like texas chainsaw massacre-esque when you look at the stuff matt hardy was doing in TNA. That's what it looked like, right? That gritty, that grimy. And again, if you don't know, if you're young and you don't know the movie Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it was, I don't even know how to explain it to you. Just just go on YouTube, you'll find it. I mean, for those that are older, you get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't have to tell you guys. You know what I'm talking about. Just There's nothing to explain. But that gritty look, you know, I mean, that film look, you know, you got to capture that feel of who this broken, woken Matt Hardy is and, and with the way he's lit and the cameras. And it, it's and that's why I'm being picky on it. It's very, 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 very important. It's very, very, very important. You know, like super important, you know. So I think that's that was a big miss. You know, um, I think that's a, a, a very big miss. It was a big miss. Now, it's not the end of the world um at all uh it's it's not um i do think that they um they could redeem themselves i would think that matt will watch it back well matt probably knew right then and there how it was done but matt's figuring you know what i'm not gonna die in this hill one battle at a time because that's the real great war (laughs) pop myself sorry um that's the real great war was trying to get wwe to do something you did somewhere else so but it seems like they're going. What I shouldn't take an unfair shot at them, but that's what I do. Um, it seems like they're going. They're going that direction with them. I, I I like that they showed some of the tweets from Matt that he's snapping a little bit, and they had the announcers read it. I thought that was a cool little touch. Uh, and then uh, you know when Bray popped up, I'm like, oh god, here we go. But then when Matt popped up, no one expected that. I thought it was great. I think WWE handled that part nice. I do. I just like I said, my my whole deal is the the uh, the 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 lack of filter or dirty, grimy, gritty look of Matt. They, it, it looked just too way too clean. Uh, his promo 
and spectacular. And so is Brace. This Brace said a line in his promo, in Brace promo. He said something, he said something like, um, I have new life. Or this, this I feel born again. Or I, I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember his exact sentence, but whatever it was, you know. Um, and that's perfect because I think that's more of a shoot than anything because that's that this will help it help break. I mean, Sister Abigail, thank Lord, is long gone. Um, and that was a short lived gimmick schnabitz, and that was not fun to witness. So that disappeared. Um, but this is something that I think is, uh, is going to be a great, great angle. And, and the thing is, for those that remember, you know, this is, uh, this is something that, uh, what they did, if you remember the, the Twitter beef that these two guys had, meaning, you know, Matt and Bray, I think while Bray was in WWE and Matt was in, uh, TNA and it was something about, uh, God, I remember talking about it on the show too. I remember detail. I know you guys are probably getting frustrated listening, like, Oh, I know what it was. It was something. I think Matt Hardy was in like a barn and it was like, right. And they were doing like some kind of a brawl on the, the, I don't know what it was called. Like the, not the Matt Hardy compound, the Bray Wyatt family compound, whatever it was. And Matt tweeted something that, at uh, Bray and a lot of fans were saying, oh, man, it's like Hack Jones. And I kind of, uh, I think I even said something to show. I, I probably called him Hack. I called everybody a Hack. Don't matter. Everybody's a Hack at the end of the day. Everybody but me. But um, no, th- I'm joking. But the thing is, uh, I, this is cool because these two guys had Twitter beef back in the day. And I would assume it was a shoot because they were working in different companies. And Matt didn't go to WWE for quite some time after that. You know what I mean? But um, uh, I definitely thought it was awesome, uh, uh, meaning to see Matt is got this rebirth and what he's doing. You know, I'm very happy for him, and I think it's awesome. I really do, and uh, I think it was badass. I think it was a, a, a really cool part of Raw, and even though they did it late in Raw, because I was getting ready to bail. I, I was going to have, like, I was basically getting no interest to watching Sheamus, Cesaro, uh, defending tag titles against Dean and, and uh, Seth. I was like, I don't even care about this. I was, they were losing me. They were losing me. And uh, this got me back, uh, even though it was the tail end of the show. So I got to watch the main event, which I liked. And um, um, I'll get into that. Uh, actually, I'm going to go to break in a second here, but I'll get into that now. You know what? I guess I what I'll do is I will go th- through all of uh, the rest of Raw on the other side of break because I do have to go to a break the way my podcast is segmented. Uh, it's just the way it goes, kids. That's just as uh, sorry if you don't like that, but that's uh, just the way the cookie the cookie crumbles as the uh, as the expression goes. You know, that's just really it. All right. Look on that note, uh, Tasha, I'll be right back on the other side and go through uh, some other stuff on Raw that jumped out to me. Uh, be right back. All right, all right, we are back here, back here on the Taz Show. Going to get into going through uh, the rest of uh, Raw in a second. But first, I want to let you know that support for the Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. You guys know I love me some Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, listen, 
They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And the best part is, this is simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details to be confident when you're getting the right mortgage for you and your family. That's security that we all need. You know what I'm saying? So it's a big, big deal right there. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicker Loans, please apply simply. Understand fully, mortgage can mortgage confidently take two. How about that? To get started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. I forgot the spelling of my own name. Equal housing lended, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumer access, access.org, number 3030. That's uh, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, maybe. You know how it goes. Yeah, so... Uh, that's a dealio. So back to Raw. Um, so like I said, I wasn't um, I wasn't crazy about most of the show. Um, but, you know, some of the things jumped out to me that were pretty cool. Uh, it, it, if you go up to the to like to the top of the show, the very tippy top, um, you know, I was OK with the fact of uh, um, Kurt Angle starting it off. I would like to see the reason why I'm saying it like that is it's not against Kurt. Nothing against Kurt, I should say. I, 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 I just think, in my view, they, they got to start, you know, doing more in a row. Raw's kicking the show off with a match, with an actual match. You know, I listen, and I've talked about this a couple times in the past, right? I understand, and for those that don't understand, I'll explain why they do this. It's to set the table for the stories for, for the, within the uh, three-hour broadcast. So that's why they have a promo segment nine out of ten times. Well, with them, it's like nine and three-quarters out of ten times. They do the promo segment to set the table. And I get it. And sometimes, you know, I know on SmackDowns that I've called where we've started off with a match, you know, what we've done, you go, you go into a match, the way they would write it, and, and right before the match, we, just graphics would come up. A couple of graphics of, of some of the main events. Yeah, sure. It's maybe not as sexy as someone cutting a promo. But you know what? I think most of the fans want to get after it and get a match going. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they did a good match with Jason Jordan and, and Roman Reigns. But it took quite some time to get there. Because um, Kurt Angle came out and cut a promo. And then Jason Jordan came out. And everybody had to get an entrance. And he wants a shot at Roman Reigns. And then Roman Reigns comes out. He said, forget about your kid, Kurt. I want a shot at Joe. And that's all good storytelling because we saw Joe attack Roman last week. So it's all connectivity, storylines, consistency. I'm down with it. I get it. All good. That's fine. But it just, it, it seemed a little long. It, but it was, look, if it's long, as long as it's good, it's okay. And this wasn't great. It, it was good. It was, it was good. I mean, uh, you know, Joe coming out, um, um, his promo work was great. I like that pro uh, that Joe was on the stage as a smart heel. No reason to get in the ring with one, two, three baby faces. Uh, but then again, what is Jason Jordan? Like, we're not sure because he pulled kind of a heelish kind of thing in a segment, which I thought was cool. He pulled off that belly to belly out of nowhere while Roman Reigns had his back turned because the promo segment, it kind of was the theme and the feel was Joe and Roman were having beef and they were just like, hey, kid, you know, mind your business. You know, get out of the way. Men are talking here. You know, that type of thing, you know, and basically uh, Jason Jordan wasn't going to have it, you know. 
So, and then he belly to belly, you know, Roman, and boom, we're off to the races. And uh, Roman said, you know what? Let's do this. Let's get rolling. Kurt, make the match, that type thing. And the way they've done the Kurt Angle character as the, the general manager, he just listens to every wrestler, what they say, every single thing. He's just from his son and all everybody. They just, they, 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 they don't have Kurt with like any, just the character Kurt, like the GM, nothing, just no backbone. That the car and not Kurt. He's my friend. You know that he's been on my show. I love Kurt. I mean, it's not Kurt himself, but the, they have the character with no backbone. My opinion, and it, I think that's just is just horrific because of his legacy and the amount of championships he's held. He's an Olympic gold medalist, which is a pretty big friggin' thing. Let's be honest. And WWE knows it's a big thing, and they just put him in their Hall of Fame. So you know, like, come on. You know, he, 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 and, and then he's got to be subservient on the phone to Stephanie. Even when she's not there, he's, he's got to be putting her over. Stop. It's bullshit. It's annoying. It really is. You know, things you won't hear on one of their new hard-hitting shows on the WWE Network. <laughs> hard-hitting. Stop. They always want to use that word. Hard-hitting. Oh, not the newest hard-hitting show. You're hitting nothing. You're spreading the typical propaganda bullshit in a circle. Stop it. Be honest. Meaning, when I say propaganda, you're just having guys talk about what, what the company wants them to talk about, and it's it's all in house. You know, it's all in house. Put all the people you want you want. Then have again, Corey. Corey's great. I love Corey. Have Corey interview guys that aren't from aren't from the company. Do stuff like that. You know, I mean, I, I understand they're trying to create and not create invest in their current talent. But if you're going to give some kind of original programming, okay, that is original programming, but let's be frank, the way that's being done, and not that it's bad, but it's a budget thing. I'm just, again, I'm going to tell you things that you're not going to hear anywhere else. I promise you. And it's not me bashing on, on I'm, uh, I don't even know if I'm bashing on WWE. I'm just being honest why they're doing that show the way they're doing it and doing it in an arena, okay, because of many reasons. The main reason is the budget. And all the talent is right there. And Corey could just go up to the top of the, the arena, put a camera or two on them, uh, take, block out whatever the heck it is, 45 minutes to a half hour, an hour, whatever the hell they're shooting this thing. And the talent's all there. So you're not paying for a plane ticket because you, you're getting more bang for your buck from the talent because they're there. Uh, you got Corey there because he's the announcer on, on Raw, the color commentator. And... You don't even need a set because hey, let's do this cool look where it's just like they're hanging out in the arena. Okay, you know it's it's not like reinventing a wheel. I, we, we've seen a lot of stuff like this before, but it's fine. I think it's cool, but I'm I'm letting you know why it's done like that. It's to save money. <laughs> That's why uh, that is that costs them nothing to do that show. So let's put a cool logo together and a cool name. Let's throw Corey a show, you know, and this is not the first time he's had a show. Corey's very good. They like Corey. They love Corey. They don't like him. And and there's a lot of love. He's a very good guy. He's a very good talent. So so he had the tattoo show. I remember that. I don't remember the name. And now he's got this. And that's cool. And he does Raw and SmackDown. I My only thing with Corey, and I'm getting way off the topic here. <clears throat> I even lost my train of thought on the topic, but I'll find it. My whole thing with Corey is, as excellent as he is, you got to, and I said this before, you really got to be careful. You do not overexpose this guy because he's going to lose luster. No matter how talented he is, it's it's not going to seem 
if he's on the programming too much, their programming in general, it's just too much. It's too much. It really is. And and you guys know I like Corey. I mean, geez, I just put him over for the way he dresses. I, I tweeted something to Fancy Man Jones, and his pocket square game is legit. I will say, I have to say this, I am the first professional wrestling announcer this is not written. This is not proof anywhere. This might just be my conspiracy theory, but you guys can look into it. That had the first best, first best. It's just horrible grammar. The first best initial. How's that pocket square game with a sports jacket or suit? Oh, I'm telling you. It's damn true. How about that? So <laughs> it's true. Corey now He's picked up the pocket square game, and I'm impressed. I really digress heavily. What in the hell was I talking about? Okay. Um, I got into talking about, though, uh, I went off on a whole tangent about the whole, this new show, and I I was shooting. I was uh, uh, something, but um, Jordan and Roman uh, had a good match. How about that? <laughs> Okay, that's that's what I was gonna get to. Jason Jordan and Roman Reigns did have a good match. Uh, and it started off interesting where Roman Reigns was bouncing uh, Jason Jordan all over the ring, outside the ring, and everything, you know, kicking his butt and all that. It was a long match, man, a long match, lots of false finishes. So when a guy goes to kick out one, two, boom, he kicks out two and a half, two and three quarters. And that seems like the modern day of making guys. Like, that's what they do. They do all these false finishes so the people pop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Everybody reacts because they think the match is over. And um, so that's, I've noticed that the past, like, year or so, that's kind of like a thing going on in the in WWE a lot where there's just a ton of false finishes. Um, and I guess that's a way to kind of help, you know, uh, both these guys, well, Roman's over, Jordan, they got to try and get over. Uh, but I got to say, uh, <laughs> this might be the only guy hated more than Roman Reigns usually in the building is Jason Jordan. So I guess it's good they, they put them together here. Um, but long match, like I said, a lot of false finishes. Roman Reigns won the match, which is good. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Jason Jordan helped Roman Reigns when Joe came in. He said he was going to choke out Roman. And then Roman attacked Jason Jordan. So I was like sitting there scratching my head, you know, three-way Jones coming, obviously, that's what you're thinking, but it was a little bit goofy booking that Roman would attack the guy that helped him. Uh, So we don't know, there's this gray area on Roman, there's gray area on Jason Jordan, there's no gray area on Samoan Joe, so we know he's a heel, which Joe's smart, he knows how to stay in that wheelhouse, and if the office tries to turn him, he knows how not to let him turn him, so you know, you want to be smart, and I've discussed with you people uh, at nauseum how much fun it is and how much easier it is to do your job when you're a heel in wrestling. And um, Chris Jericho, when he was in studio with me on the show, on the 500 episode of the, sh- of the Taz show. Now, I don't want to stooge off nothing on that because we recorded his podcast uh, in my studio in the Gimmick Clubhouse that I, I don't know when Chris is dropping that with him and I. But um, I don't remember if I did that there on his podcast or if I did it on the live show. But bottom line is him and I, meaning a, com- a quick sentence or conversation Chris and I exchanged it was about being a heel, like you know, how much it's better to be a heel than, than the babyface. So point is, that's why Joe's not going to sit there and let them, you know, 
put gray area on him. You, you can't. Now, sometimes, you know, if the office wants that, there's nothing you really can do about it. That That's just the way it goes. Um, but then uh, I believe, again, I'm not going in order because some matches I didn't see, so I don't have it all down here in order. So don't expect it to be organized like that because this is not going to happen. Um, Paige uh, returned. We saw her back in the ring wrestling against Sasha Banks in a long match. And what I will tell you was an excellent match. And I tweeted that I felt like this should have ended raw. And I, and I mean that. Pardon me. I need a little sip. Um, it, it should have ended. Uh, it should have ended raw. It just was a, it was a very, very good match. Pages return, all that. Look, the ending uh, that they did with Cesaro, Sheamus, and Dean, uh, Dean and uh, Seth Rollins, I, I, I'm going to get to that in a few minutes, but I, I like the creativity of the finish of the main event. Don't get me wrong, I did. Um, but I don't know. I just thought Paige coming back and that they're trying to build up this this three-woman faction with Paige. You know, I, I just think it would have been a good opportunity to do that and just add it is Paige's return. And Sasha's such a good in-ring worker, and Paige and Sasha in the ring, the chemistry was there. And if anybody backstage from Vince or anybody was concerned about Paige's like, ring rust and all this other jazz, good Lord, she had nothing of the uh, nothing anywhere near that. And she looked great. She was working excellently, I thought. I mean, I to me, I thought she was she was phenomenal. You know? Um I, you know what I mean? I thought it was great. Uh I, I was happy to see her back. Uh I thought she was excellent. I thought Sasha was excellent. I really enjoyed the match. Uh I thought it was great. Big time. I mean, what's not to like? Uh, I, I like the finish, the way they went into it, and then some tomfoolery and all that stuff with the girls on the outside. I thought that was all good. Helps everybody stay heel. Helps others stay babyface. It makes sense. It protects people. Uh, you know, I thought it was great. So I got zero complaints on that. You know what I mean? So uh, for me, it worked big time, to tell you the truth. The, um, what was the other thing I was going to say to you? Uh, oh, the... Before I get into the main event, there was some. Let me look at my I have a little cheat sheet here. Give me a second. Let me look at my cheat sheet here. Hold on a second. La da dee. Okay, here. Boom. Cheat sheet Jones. Oh, the um, that's the match I want to talk about a little bit. I I caught like half of it. The cruiserweights and um, man, these guys turned it up. I mean, these guys really lit it up. Uh, Drew Gulak was uh, successful in the victor. Uh, Cedric Alexander. Mustafa Ali, Tony Nese, um, I don't know, I, I, I enjoyed this very much. I thought this was great. People seemed to be in, in it in the building in uh, Los Angeles there. They were into it, I should say. I thought it was excellent. Um, zero, zero complaints for me. I liked it. Um, I mean, I could nitpick a teen a little bit. I'm not going to do it. Uh, just some physical stuff, but I don't, you know me, I try my best never to knock any of the wrestlers if i can i'm I'm real but like i i know how hard of a job it is to go out there and perform and to work and the cardio it takes and the physicality and the endurance and the toughness and uh everything so i i you always give the benefit of the doubt to the talent <clears throat> but the high spots were amazing my point is a couple little nuanced things maybe a couple of punches here and there Looked a little uh, fugazi, but and I'm not naming names. So how about that? I'm not going that route because I don't feel like it. Well, you should name names. You should say it. They're doing a podcast. You say you shoot everybody. You should be honest. Well, you know what? Too bad. Okay, too bad. Uh, you know, really, uh, I'm tired. I'm too nice as it is. Enough. So, uh, really, stop. You know, 
So I don't want to hear about that. Seriously. Otherwise, you know, I'm just going to be a heel all the time out here, and I want to do that. Over here, and I tell you all about you know, all our great sponsors. I hook you up with that. I haven't been pumping T-shirts to you. I haven't been pumping pro wrestling tees to you. Get your deals on stuff like movement watches. Uh, uh, the great deals. Uh, the great deal by my good friends Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Oh, wait a minute. Did someone say Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans? Well, uh, support for the Tatter Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. See, they understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage, kid. Yep. And you know it's simple. Oh, yeah. It's simple. Allowing you to fully understand all the details. And for you to be confident when it comes to you getting the right mortgage for you and your family. Whether you're looking to buy your first home, your 10th, your 20th, or your 30th, don't matter. Uh-uh. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed, smart, I say, smart decision. Rocket Mortgage by Quick Loans. Apply simply. Understand fully. Mortgage confidently. To get started, please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Equal housing lended license in all 50 states. NMLS, consumer assets, dot org, number 3030. They call it Rocket Mortgage, yeah. So let me get into the main event here a little bit. Oh, I put that in on you real quick there. Slick Jones, they call me, yeah. Um, talked a little bit about the Matt Hardy deal with Bray. I feel like I'm skipping something. Don't bother tweeting, tell me. I don't care, okay, because I didn't see the whole show like I told you. I was watching uh, a lot of the uh, Steelers and Bengals, which was a physical brawl, So, uh, which the Steelers were victorious in the final seconds, field goal city, if you didn't watch, in the rain. So the Steelers, oh, I'm rooting for them big when they face those Pats coming up soon. So anyway, uh, main event. So Cesaro, Sheamus versus Dean and... Um, Seth Rollins. Look, I like the match a lot. I thought it worked. These guys were great together, all four. I told you this yesterday on the podcast, this would work. Most of you guys knew it would work. The finish was very cool. Because what happened was, we thought they were going to give us a little screw job finish where the heels are leaving. There was no pinfall submission. And Kurt Angle came out, did the old school, whoa, 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 not so fast, my man. Uh, restart Jones, restart this bad boy up. No disqualification. Ah, the caveat. It looked like they were setting up on a tee to crown new tag team champs. The baby faces were going to get them the shield. Now they're going to have the tag team titles while Roman has the U.S. title. Wait, was it IC title? Oh, U.S., my bad. Uh, all this jazz. I can't confuse those sometimes. But, um, uh-uh, they swerve. Nice swerve finish at the end where Joe attacked the shield and then Roman came in to get after Joe and then Roman popped with a Superman punch Cesaro. Uh, only little problem here, I believe, while this was happening, while Joe was in the ring, I really thought one of the announcers at all three should have been you know, making a mention that it was no disqualification. I believe they mentioned no disqualification after the one, two, three, and the heels retained the titles. That's what I think happened. That's what I, I'm pretty sure happened right there, what I just laid on to you. You know, so, um, uh, I don't know. I, um, by the way, it's the Intercontinental, Intercontinental title for Roman Reigns. I was joking. I always confuse those titles. I, I always do. I, I mean, I, I got a feeling I'm not the only one who confuses them. 
Seriously. I mean, it, they're easily confused. You know, it's just the, the way they handled, I guess. I don't know. But, um, oh, God, you know, the only thing I didn't get a good look at, sorry not to get sidetracked, Braun and uh, attacking uh, Elias and stuff like that. I, I saw Elias doing this little concert thing and the people were booing him and all that, and then I saw a big man, Braun, come out, and he was ready to just destroy and then uh, I jumped off, and I had some. I got distracted, and all this other jazz. But um, it was definitely uh, epic, I guess. And then Kane, I think, cut a promo on the uh, the gimmick uh, Tron. That's what went down. Yeah, I'm just mad. I called it the IC title, the US title. Era Jones. Mm, I got to get better. You think at 502 episodes and more? Not just that. More than that. I think I'd be better. Huh, I guess not. Sorry, it's just the way it goes. <laughs> I guess I just suck. I don't know. But anyway, the uh, the main event, like I was saying, I thought that um, I thought they did a good job with with this finish. It was I I really respect and appreciate um, you know, good. If you're gonna do a screw job finish, all right, well, got it. But if you're gonna do a pinfall finish or a submission and have the heels or a heel retain or whatever. Uh, and you're going to do it in a way that, well, you threw the, the caveat of no DQ out by Kurt. I th- I think it's great. I think it's great booking. Simple, smart. Had to foul a bounce ball a little bit. I think the announcers could have helped. They missed the opportunity to say this was no DQ, like I said a minute ago, while Joe came out to remind people. I do not think that it was said. It was said after the one, two, three, I believe. And then the gorilla position had the announcers pile all the heat on Kurt Angle. Well, Kurt's the one who made it no DQ. It was like, what are we doing? Why is the heat on Kurt? Well, because you're going to have Stephanie yell at him next week? Or, or Triple H going to come out and, and get in his face again? What are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't understand that. I, that that this, They're putting, again, I'm teaching you something. They, they're putting the heat on, right on Kurt by saying that. That's what they're putting the heat on Kurt. You know what I mean? So, so, and I don't think that was a, a a good move at all. I don't think that's smart at all. But, um, but anyway, that's the deal. Uh, so, look, I guess that's a wrap. So, it's just um, you know, a little pod for you here, talking some raw stuff, giving you some details, stuff like that. You know, rock and roll, doing my gimmick, doing the whole routine here. Uh, I got a lot, a lot of stuff I got going on this week. Um, that the company has me doing some different things. So I I hope to be able to drop one more podcast this week. I already dropped two, right? If you count, uh, well, yeah, Monday you got one. Now you're going to get one tomorrow. I mean, well, you get one now, whenever now is, uh, Tuesday. So I'm going to do my best. I, I am not promising you, but there is a chance you might not get a SmackDown podcast. I'm just letting you know that. Still can't run live, nothing right now because of the transition with the studios. So that's why you're getting a plethora of podcasts. But it seems like most people are enjoying them very much and liking them, which I'm very happy about. And I thank you guys for supporting, you know, obviously, you know what I mean? So uh, so that's the deal. So I think I covered everything I need to cover in my, uh, in my notes that I had for uh, Raw, you know, and the stuff that was in my brain, not just the notes. And that's the deal. And uh, here's hoping that uh, Kurt Angle, they keep, ro- not, I'm sorry, not Kurt, Matt Hardy, that they keep rolling with the broken gimmick the right way. Let Matt have some power and control on this. If they haven't given it to him already, maybe they have. I don't know, unbeknownst to me. But we shall see. 
And that's the deal, as they say. So look, guys, thank you again for supporting the show and, and downloading it and telling people about it and spreading it. Even though we're at the 502 episodes of the Tash Show, this is the 502nd one that just dropped, you still got to keep telling people about it. And uh, and that's the deal. All right, guys, look, man, I appreciate the love. I'm Taz, you're not. Talk to you guys later. Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names Back then when I was only worried about my top friends Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page But these likes on my page Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. 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 An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space Space. Space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped Striped. boat neck sweaters. Sweaters. The Container Store Alpha Sale is here with 30% off Alpha and installation. The Container Store, where space comes from.